Hey, this is Mark Arlapage from Entree Architect, and uh, I'm here to answer a few questions for, for Michelle. She tried to set up a, an opportunity for us to meet during the uh, AIA Conference on Architecture, and we tried several times. But, you know, when you go to these conferences, it's so crazy. Everybody's running around. We never had the opportunity to, uh, to take the time and sit down and answer these questions. So what I wanted to do was put these uh, answers together in a, in a quick audio here. I love this idea, Michelle. I think this is fantastic where you're as asking these same questions to several uh, architects uh, throughout the profession. So I'm, I'm honored that you've asked me and I really enjoy uh, being part of this. So thank you for that, first of all. So the first question is, what uh, is my first recollection of experiencing architecture? My first recollection of experiencing architecture. And I would say, you know, my mom... Uh, definitely is the one that uh, that sort of influenced me to look at architecture. Uh, when we were young, rather than sitting inside during the summer, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom when we were really young. And rather than having three boys sit inside, go make her crazy, she would pile us into the into the Cadillac Eldorado and take us on day trips. And very often, because my mom loves American history, we would very much often find ourselves. Uh, somewhere historic. Uh, we lived in New Jersey, northern New Jersey, about uh, 40 minutes or so, maybe an hour west of New York City. Uh, and so there's, there's a tremendous amount of American history that is where America was born, right, in New York. And so uh, we would travel all throughout New Jersey and Pennsylvania and New York uh, and find these historic sites. And these historic sites very often had historic buildings and the history behind them and how our country uh, had grown from the people who were in those buildings and and those buildings had having influence on the decisions being made during those times fascinated me. To this day, American history fascinates me. History in general fascinates me to look back and to see uh, where we've been uh, absolutely will dictate where we're going. And that's sort of cliche, but if you actually listen to, if you go back and you read the books of, of biographies of, of historical figures and listen and, and, and learn the history of our world, we are experiencing the same things over and over and over again, including today, all the, the, the things that we're going through today, we've been through before in other ways. And so the, uh, my first recollections of experience archite architecture uh, are certainly these experiences because we were doing this since I was born. Uh, and so I grew up within this historical context. Um, with a mom who was very enthusiastic about it and wanted us to learn. And so uh, that's definitely the roots of my experiencing architecture. So the next question, uh, what are three classic buildings that you like and why? Well, I'm, go I'm going to give you hundreds. <laughs> and I'm sure others have given you one, several have given you three. Um, I would say that the buildings that I like and why is the New York City skyline. Having grown up in, in New Jersey, uh, as soon as I had the opportunity to have my driver's license, um, I had a 1969 Camaro, which I still have, proud to say. Um, and I hopped in that Camaro and I would go for day trips on my own. Well, not really day trips. I would go for like cruises. I would get in the car all by myself and I would just drive. And, and inevitably, I would end up uh, along the New Jersey um, coastline of the Hudson River. So the, the, the shoreline of the Hudson River, looking out towards the New York City skyline. 
And that city skyline, although I didn't very often go into that city, I very often would look at that city. Um, and you would see around sunset, it's usually when I would, would land sort of in the um, uh, Weehawken area, West New York. So if anybody's from New Jersey, you'd know where I'm talking about. That area, which also has a tremendous amount of history, I might add, um, right around sunset, the city lights up because the, the sun is behind you when you're on the New Jersey side, and it lights up the New York City skyline. Um, and I, through my life, have seen the New York City skyline change. You know, since the 70s through now in 2018, uh, the New York City skyline has tremendously changed with new buildings going up and with some buildings coming down and new buildings replacing them. It's amazing to watch the New York City skyline and the, the buildings that are being built there t today, having just come back from the AIA conference and experiencing New York City from an architect's point of view for the first time, really diving deep for a week in New York City and experiencing New York City purely from an architectural point of view uh, was fascinating. So I would definitely say uh, those buildings, and if you want me to pick three, I would say uh, Chrysler Building, uh, Empire State Building, and I would say uh, Battery Park City and the, and the former World Trade Centers. When I uh, was married and I moved to Westchester into New York, which is now 40 minutes where I am now, 40 minutes north of New York City, um, when we go into New York City before 9-11, uh, we would always land downtown. We'd always land on Battery Park. Battery Park is built around a marina and all along the shore, and so it was a great place and still is a great place to go and experience the Hudson River shoreline um, with some great architecture, Caesar Pelley's Battery Park City uh, and the Winter Garden. And then you can go back across to the plaza and the, and the World Trade Centers, the original World Trade Center towers. Uh, it was a great place to go and walk around. And today, it's it's even better. They've rebuilt it and, and downtown uh, with one World Trade Center and all the buildings that are being built around, um, around the memorial is, is a, an amazing place to be. I was just there. Uh, from, I've been there several times, but again, I was there looking at it specifically from an architect's point of view. It was fascinating. So that's what I would say in terms of classic buildings that I like and why I like them. Okay, third question. Uh, what do you like about being an architect? Okay, that's a big one. I have launched a platform for small firm architects called Entrepreneur Architect. It's entrearchitect.com. Um, and my passion, I've discovered that it's my purpose. It's my place on, in, on this planet to help connect small firm architects with one another and build a community so we can help one another thrive. And what I love being, why I love being an architect is because we literally, and I know this is cliche too, but I believe this with all my heart, we literally can change, we do change the world. We change the world every day with the work that we do. Every day with when we design another building and we do this in a very intentional, conscious way to make the world a better place, we are making the world a better place every time we design a new building. Whichever building we're designing, whether it's a warehouse all the way to the skyscrapers or new cities, we are changing the world. And I feel that within our community of the Entree Architect community, this community of small firm architects, which is now thousands of architects coming together, um, we together, I believe, we can really change the world. We can bring our collective knowledge together, our collective passion to together, our collective purposes together, and really have a massive impact on our world. 
And so that's what I love about being an architect from this, from the micro to the macro. Um, I think we are uh, a profession that like no other has impact on the world. And when we embrace that, uh, it will be even, even better. So what do, what do I say? So the next question is what would I like to say about the future of architecture? I think the future of architecture, especially, especially for small firms, um, is, is remote and integrated. Our lives are becoming integrated, our work and our families. Um, and my perspective is small firms, sole practitioners to maybe firms of 10 or less. Our lives are becoming more integrated. Our, our workplaces are becoming more remote. Uh, we're using the internet tools. We're having more flexibility. That is happening. Um, the larger firms are slower to react to that. But in my community, more than 50% of the people in our community are working cur- currently, currently working from home offices with remote teams. So more than 50% of us right now are working that way. So that is absolutely the future of architecture. The future of small firm architecture are these remote studios where you can build a studio with multiple uh, staff, whether they're employees or they're, or they're freelancers, will, uh, with remote teams, can be all over the world. Um, without a doubt, that is the future of architecture. Uh, they can become, certainly can become concrete offices, you know, physical offices where people meet. Uh, that is sort of the evolution of where the remote studios can be. Some studios will grow remotely and some will grow into offices. But that's certainly, from my perspective, uh, one aspect of the future of architecture. Obviously, um, uh, artificial intelligence and um, uh, um, uh, VR certainly are things that are going to change the future of architecture. I'm going to let other people speak to that. I'm not as, as much of an expert in those areas, but those are absolutely here as well and are changing the, the, um, the architecture world. Okay. The final question is I can ask, I can talk about whatever I want. So my mantra, three words, love, learn, share. That's what I want everybody to, to embrace everybody, whether you're an architect or not, these three words are what I believe can, can, is the answer, is the answer to all these problems that we're having in our society, all these problems that we're having in our world. If we all love one another, and I don't mean love one another in a fluffy way, I mean love one another in the caring way, care about one another, really care about one another, really understand where people are coming from, even if you don't agree with them, understand where they're coming from and embrace them and love them. That's number one. Number two, Learn, learn everything that you can, everything. We have access to the world's knowledge in our pocket. Use that. When you have a question, embrace it and go find the answer and, and know, under, understand that. When you have an interest, go learn everything that you know about that interest and be, make it part of you. Use that, this, this opportunity to have access to the world's knowledge to make yourself a better person. And that leads to the third piece is to share it. Because once you have it and you care about one another, share everything you know with everybody you know. So if you can create, you know, one-on-one conversations where you can translate something that you know to someone else, uh, transmit, or you can create communities like we are with Entree Architect, um, where you can um, share your knowledge with hundreds or thousands of people that will change the world. So love, learn, share. I think it's as simple as that. If we do that every day and you're conscious of that all throughout your day uh, and you sh- and you share those three words with someone else, so they will share those three words with someone else. So those people will share with those three words with someone else. We can, we can really make a difference. I believe that with all my heart. I don't think uh, 
Uh, the fighting will solve it. I don't think the trying to, to uh, push one agenda over another is going to solve it. All these problems are a problem of one another not uh, uh, understanding one another and embracing one another and sharing with one another. And so some may see, say that is naive. I don't believe it's naive. I believe it is the answer. And if more of us do that, we can do that. So love, learn, share. Michelle, thank you very much for this opportunity. I hope this wasn't too long. Um, I appreciate you letting me uh, be part of this blog series. And I wish you all the luck. Thank you.